I got a girl with a mind on love The kind of love that is dangerous It knocks me down but I get back up Hey everyone, welcome back to Kevin and the Wu-Tang Clan. Today, I give my brother a call as we talk week 9 of the NFL season. We review and recap all the things that ended up happening. The Patriots ended up losing their undefeated season um, to the Baltimore Ravens, with leaving San Francisco 49ers as the only undefeated team uh, thus far in the NFL season. And we give our week 10 picks as we go down the line uh, a couple of really interesting games to watch out for and we give a little bit of a fantasy update at the end of the podcast so sit back enjoy and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast so let's give my brother a call Hey, Mike, we are back for week nine review of the NFL season. I know we're getting this one out a little late this week. Um, the Thursday night game already happened with the with the Raiders beating the Chargers 26-24. Um, Mike, any reactions from this week, week nine? Uh, I mean, it's a... It's an interesting win, especially for the, uh, especially against like a Chargers team that we thought may have been actually kind of good and a little bit sneaky. But uh, after really holding Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to kind of nothing, um, but honestly, it's it's a little surprising to to see the Chargers lose to be, um, you know, somewhat okay Raiders of the season. So. You know, Raiders riding a two-game win streak against the Lions and Chargers, two pretty solid teams. We'll see where that goes. Yeah, and I think, like, if we did the podcast before this Thursday night game, I think it would have colored our opinions a little bit differently and been like, all right, this is the Chargers. Watch out for them. Kevin, you're validated for your Chargers opinions and takes. Um, And... It's just not the case at all, especially with – and I think it just kind of shows over the course of these two games the potential of how good the Chargers can be and then just the inconsistencies um, with this Chargers team. Yeah, it, it, I mean, that's really like the tale of the Chargers. Um, every year they kind of have these disappointing games against teams that you would think that they could easily win, but – I mean, the Raiders here, Bengals, and then Jets. So they could be looking at 7-4 and four here. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think the Raiders are going to be looking too far ahead um, just because I think, I mean, obviously they have the Bengals and the Jets, so the, those are two, like, easy wins. But I, I don't think the Raiders are really that, that good to just kind of write off like, all right, we're going to, we're going to have two wins right here automatically. Hmm. So, I mean, it's a little bit early, but what do you think about the Raiders and their playoff chances at this point? Yeah, I, I, I think I was, so I was watching the broadcast tonight and they kept mentioning the Raiders soft um, end of season schedule and you mentioned we we just mentioned the um, Bengals and the Jets that they have uh, next, but they have a fairly easy schedule um, to finish out the uh, finish out the season. They have the Chiefs after the Jets, um, and then they got I believe the Titans, um, the Jaguars, the Chargers. And then they have um, the Broncos to finish off. So there's a potential for them to get to that 10 win mark. Even nine wins, I think, might get it done in the AFC. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's possible that they get wins against the Broncos and then the the Jaguars um, after the Cincinnati Bengals and Jets. So it's, it's conceivable for them to get to nine wins. Um, so I, it's not like I hate it. And I, 
I do like this Raiders team a little bit better than this than the Bills, maybe, who are sitting mm-hmm. at six and two, um, as maybe that second AFC wild card spot. So I, I I do kind of favor their chances of possibly going um getting into the playoffs. But I, I don't know what your take is on that. Yeah, I, I think that especially with the soft AFC, their soft schedule. I mean, I, I, I do like the Raiders for a, a potential uh, playoff spot, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. So do we want to move on to uh, some reactions from the week past? Yeah, let's, let's do that. So, Mike, I think the biggest, biggest place to start, obviously, um, I was going to make a joke about starting with the Dolphins and the Jets, but I think obviously the, the most natural place to start was the big, maybe upset that a lot of people did not expect and come uh, see is the Baltimore Ravens upsetting the uh, Patriots um, and kind of dethroning the Patriots from the League of Unbeatens, um, kind of convincingly too, winning 37 to 20. What were your thoughts on that game? Um, Just kind of the way Lamar looked, um, especially against that Patriots defense that's looked so good all year long and putting up 37 on that defense. What do you think about that? So I'm not sure if this was, I mean, we kind of called it, right? You did. Talked about, yeah. You did. I mean, yeah, we, uh, we talked about how the uh, Ravens had a really good shot against the Patriots. If they really played uh, their run game, if they, you know, had Lamar doing his, you know, crazy Lamar things like he, I mean, Lamar played relatively well, uh, didn't really light up the Patriots from the air, but um, he, man- he managed to get some, like, pretty impressive runs going. Um, and, yeah, the Patriots the Patriots just didn't look like – I mean, that defense actually played pretty well, I thought, uh, against Raven in the, first, uh, in the first half. But, you know, Lamar Jackson kind of really gave them a lot of fits with his unique playing style. Like, I, I – I, I just feel like that was like the exact way that you could attack the Patriots. Like we know that their secondary is elite um, and it's just going to be really hard to win by passing. So, you know, what the Ravens did really pounding it uh, with their run game using a Lamar. Um, I, I mean, that's like the, that's sort of the key to beating the Patriots and they uh, yeah. executed amazing. Yeah. And I have to tip my hat off to you, Mike. So last week, uh, in the picks that we differentiated on, you went we you I went one and two. Uh, I picked the Raiders to beat the Lions, and then you picked the Lions to beat the Raiders. But then I had the Vikings who ended up losing, and then I had the Patriots. And even though we kind of prefaced the Patriots um, Ravens, I think you were the only one that was bold enough to actually go with the Ravens, um, even though we we were kind of like dubious about some of the uh yeah Mm -hmm. exactly and how good that Baltimore uh defense kind of looked especially kind of um I thought doing a really good job controlling the running game against the Patriots um on both sides of the ball I think that was key and Lamar did a really great job although his passing numbers were pretty paltry he went seven, 17 for 23 for 163 yards um, through the air. I thought d- during some really key plays during that Patriots game, he was able to elude that pass rush um, and be able to extend plays with his legs, which, you know, that's, that's his bread and butter and been able to, was able to kind of extend a lot of some, a lot of key drives with his legs. Yeah. Yeah, and <clears throat> I mean the Patriots' offense did not look that promising. Like it seems like they're like not even one, but like maybe two offensive pieces, like away. Like they just, on in terms of the ground game, they, you know, James White, Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle, like none of them were able to get anything really going against this, you know, relatively soft Ravens Uh And Tom Brady just, I, I mean. 
he's a goat, but you know, he he didn't look fantastic. Like he really but what was interesting was how much uh he peppered Muhammad Sanu. So it, it, it's it's interesting, but I, I think that the Patriots are, are missing a few offensive pieces at this point. Yeah, and I, I'm, like, very slow to, like, overreact to the Patriots losing their first game because, you know, how that script goes throughout the, you know, throughout the years where the Patriots kind of look terrible in the loss and then, like, they prove us, you know, year year after year wrong all the time. So it's it's not like I'm hitting the panic button or anything for the Patriots, but Baltimore is going to be one of the big teams that uh, they're potentially facing along with Kansas City. Um, so I, I would say those three are still the three top of the AFC um, in terms of, like, who's going to come out of that AFC to represent them in the Super Bowl. Um, so I'm not really hitting the panic button, but it just kind of – illuminated a couple different things in terms of while the Patriots can, you know, shut plays down um, when they're on schedule. I think Lamar's, you know, legs getting outside of the pocket and extending plays is that X factor that I think Belichick won't be able to account for. And that's probably the most intriguing thing coming out of this game. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I wanted to I wanted to laugh a little bit more at the Patriots, but I mean, it's tough to laugh at the Patriots when you're Jets. Uh, do we want to get into that game? Yeah, why don't we just get into it? Like, let's rip the Band-Aid off. The Jets are terrible. They're not good, yeah. and like. The fact that I think there's some encouraging signs today that Jamal Adams um, and Adam Gaze and Joe Douglas, like, cleared the air between them and Adams is, like, committed to staying a Jet. Like, I I just think it's a joke how much – like, why do do they even have to, like, worry about stuff like that? And – when a well-run organization in our division, like the Patriots, like don't have to be concerned themselves with things like that. And this is like a headline for the Jets is kind of, it's, it's embarrassing, honestly. And the Mm -hmm. fact that like the Jets are losing to the Dolphins who have looked like the worst team in the league this year, it just kind of is so discouraging and I mean, there's a lot of problems with this Jets team. The the offensive line is just terrible, not giving enough time for Sam Darnold to pass the ball. And I think it raises a lot of questions about whether or not Sam Darnold is like the QB of the future. Um, I know a lot of like Jets fans are kind of questioning whether or not Darnold is that QB. And like, I just. I, I, they've dealt with like a ton of injuries on their defense. Like CJ Mosley's just been like out for the whole year, basically with like nagging injuries. So that's a little discouraging. Um, yeah. And it just kind of shows like fundamentally, like their offensive line is terrible. And that's why they can't run the ball, protect, protect Arnold to throw it either. Um, I kind of just went off there, but I'm not sure what else there is to add to that. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the the quarterback, like skill position players like Le'Veon Bell, uh, I mean, you have Crowder, Robbie Anderson. Uh, it's it's not like a bad team, right? Like you would think that this team could go like seven and nine, to be honest, right? So five hundred, yeah, something around five hundred or so. Yeah, and it it's just crazy to me that we're sitting here at one and seven. And honestly, like, I just want them to tank at this point. I think that we should take the highest offensive tackle um, <laughs> on the board for the draft. Like, our our line desperately needs some – some uh, it, it needs some fresh blood, right? And, um, yeah, Le'Veon Bell, that – yeah, I mean, you, it's just a little disappointing to see. Like, the Dolphins are not a good – are not a good team. 
Um, in terms of talent, like we definitely have a more talented roster. The fact that we lost, like Adam Gase, like is he on the hot seat too? Uh, yes, I would fire. I would have fired him yesterday, but like I, I basically wouldn't have hired him. I wasn't ecstatic about the hire to start off, and I think the fact that the results have kind of showed themselves this season have kind of proven a lot of Jets fans that weren't on board with this hire right in terms of this not being the right hire. And I'm curious to see, like, what Joe Douglas ends up doing because this wasn't a Joe Douglas hire um, because this was this happened during Mike McCagnin's time and then yep. McCagnin got fired. So I, I don't know, like, what the direction of this team is um at all and if and it's kind of hard to to um i guess rate or judge what joe douglas has done as a gm because he hasn't really added his time to kind of implement himself um during the off season things like that um so i wonder what they're going to be doing but i'm okay with getting rid of adam gaze and then also it's like don't you think in the draft they're just drafting offensive linemen like for the first three rounds? Like I don't even know. Like or just trade down from their top, like one of the top picks that they have, and just draft yeah. a bunch of offensive linemen. Like I, yeah. I don't, I don't know like what else they could really do besides that. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely. That's an interesting strategy. Like, do you just get one offensive lineman in your first round, maybe like an Andrew Thomas type player, um, or see, see, this is this is how much like our our uh, listeners might not know who Andrew Thomas is at all, but believe me, Jets fans do because we're just resigned to the fact that football season is over and we're just look draft like scouting draft prospects right now. Yep. No, I, I, I'm absolutely doing that. So, um, I mean, yeah, I, w- I would probably trade down. Like, we need a complete rehaul of the line. And uh, I might also, yeah, I would probably just take two um, offensive linemen, maybe three, right? Um, yeah, it, it, it's that bad. And uh, the season's pretty much over for us. Um, yeah, with- I just want I want them to tank honestly right now. So like, there's no yeah. incentive to winning like three more games to finish like seventh in the draft no. order. Just no. just lose a bunch of games. It's fine. I'm okay with no. that. And they, it's not like they have to really sit any players to do that because of how bad this team is. So I think it's enough talking about the Jets. Um, but I mean, I feel like we're obligated to just because we're Jets fans. Um, Mike, was there any other game that kind of caught your eye? Um, I thought there were some really interesting um, results um, from this weekend that I could look towards, but I'm curious to see, like, what else caught your eye. Yeah, I think that there were a few interesting games. Um, Vikings Chiefs, Colts Steelers, and... um, Yeah, those were the the two that were... Really interesting to me, and and Chargers Packers. Yeah, yeah, Chargers. Very Packers. shocking game. Yeah, like for the Packers to put up eleven points, even though it was on the road, but eleven points with that, like with Aaron Rodgers as your QB, just kind of surprised me. I, yeah, I don't know it, if it was just like a fluke game. It was just like really surprising. Yeah, and yeah, that was a really really surprise. Probably the most surprising game of the week for me. Um, just with how well the Packers have been playing and uh, how, how well, Andrew, like, sorry, Aaron Rodgers has, <laughs> has looked um, and how bad the Chargers have looked and kind of, you know, a relatively okay game tonight, but, you know, Phillip Rivers did not play well tonight. Um, but, not good. Yeah, not no, good tonight. Not good. But, yeah, no, definitely a shocking result. Like, the Chargers just came and their defense stonewalled Aaron Rodgers um and that run game like the Packers weren't able to get anything going no totally and I think it kind of shows how this offense is structured and especially with some of the 
I guess, injuries that are going on with the Packers um, wide receivers like Devontae Adams, while he got a bunch of targets um, against this Chargers game, in this Chargers game, he's been limited and been hurt dealing with turf toe. So they've had to rely on some really young wide receivers. And I think it just kind of shows how this offense is really centered around really getting Aaron Jones going in the run game and kind of incorporated Mm -hmm. Jamal Williams um, in that passing game out of the backfield. So it's, I think it's a lot more balanced of an offense in, in comparison to years past. And if they're not, and if they're not able to get that run game going, then I think it's a lot harder offensively for them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a much more balanced attack. I mean, <clears throat> definitely uh, definitely a game with some MVP uh, implications, especially with how good Russell Wilson looks. Thank God but, for Russell Wilson. He's my fantasy quarterback, so a little bit more on that later. But, yeah, thank God for him. No, it was a – oh, man, I probably would have won my fantasy game if not for Aaron Rodgers, but um, – yeah, we get to that later. Um, but yeah, the the Packers Chargers game definitely the most surprising result of the week. I think you know both of us were relatively high on the Packers. Um, but yeah, no, you you you've been banging the Chargers kind of upset uh, drum a little bit, and you know they managed to finally get one against a, a, honestly what we think is a really good Packers team. Yeah, and and Mike. Let's move on to the other two games that you mentioned because those are the two games that I was thinking of as well. well. Let's talk about Minnesota versus Kansas City. Kansas City pulling out a win over Minnesota 26-23. to I thought Minnesota was going to be able to take it on the road. Um, and you know what? Matt Moore, kind of impressive. Like, mm-hmm. although it's not, like, super impressive – um, or anything, he looked pretty impressive. Damian Williams looked pretty decent um, yep. in the rush with the rushing game, I think, which is a little surprising against this Vikings team. Um, yep. But, yeah, he ended up rushing for 125 yards and a touchdown. Tyreek ended up, going, you know, having 140 yards for a touchdown. So they still look fairly good offensively even without Mahomes. Obviously, Mahomes adds like a dynamic factor to them. And I think he'll be coming back relatively shortly. So it's pretty impressive that they were able to get a win. Um, And it, it has been reported that Mahomes was a full participant in practice on Wednesday. So it looks like he's going to be back for week 10. Um, so that's always good and positive news, uh, for the chiefs, but give me your thoughts on this game. Uh, Kirk Cousins wasn't really the problem. Like he had 50% completion percentage, but he threw for three touchdowns and no interceptions. What were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting game. Um, kind of surprising how well Matt Moore has played Damian Williams, obviously that, ridiculous 91 uh you know yard uh touchdown where Tyree kill like that was that was incredible how fast Tyree kill was like I don't know if um any of the listeners saw this game but uh Damian Williams basically went for a 91 yard touchdown um and Tyree kill who was probably like 10 15 yards behind him at like the you know 40 yard line just like with like 50 yards to go just like outpaced Damien Williams. It was, it was absolutely insane. Um, but he's yeah, a bad no, dude. Bad he's bad. a vast guy. And he looked really good. He looked really good. Uh, you would think that, you know, Tyree Kill, he's not just like a speed player. He's extremely skillful. Um, he knows how to run his routes. Like, he looked good with not only Mahomes, but also he's getting it done with Matt Moore, too. So, much more than just like a one-trick pony who's just like fast, right? But, yeah, no, I, I I know I picked Kansas City, but I, I didn't feel good about it 
right? Mm-hmm. We both really like the Vikings, and I am kind of surprised that Dalvin Cook was only able to get like three and a half yards per carry from uh, so 71 yards for 21 carries. Like that's not that that's a really surprising um, result from Dalvin Cook, who who's honestly been in like you know fringe MVP consideration. Yeah, and it seemed like Kansas City was just kind of stuffing the box and just trying to stop the run, and that was their mentality um, going into the game to try to slow down Dalvin Cook and force Kirk Cousins to beat them. And while Kirk Cousins had a decent game, um, they were able to do enough um, to stop the run game to kind of make it a little bit easier on them um, uh, defensively. Yeah, no, yeah, I I totally agree with that. And uh, Kirk Cousins was able to get a few nice passes off because uh, he was seeing lighter coverage from the secondary. Yeah, for sure. Um, But other than that, there were most of the games kind of went how we expected, I would Mm -hmm. say. Um, The 49ers are the last team standing in terms of them being undefeated. Uh, getting getting a win over uh, the Cardinals, twenty eight to twenty five. I thought Jimmy G looked. Re- I thought this was probably his best game of the year, um, just in terms of the way he looked. Yep. Um, even like finishing up that game, and um, you know, just the way he led his team um, running down the clock, he was able to make some really really impressive and key throws. Um, that I was extremely impressed by that kind of made me uh, made me I guess more certain and believe the 49ers even more um, and I, I, it's kind of we- it's kind of weird this relationship I have while watching them in terms of like I don't know if I fully believe in them yet like I wouldn't bet a bunch of money on them if I had to but they're st- slowly starting to win uh, my trust, I guess you can say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did like what I saw from Jimmy G. He looked like a different player, especially with Emmanuel Sanders. Um, we just uh, honestly, like, it seems like they already have like some immediate chemistry. Um, Jimmy G was definitely looking like Sanders' way often, and uh, they managed to hook up for a few nice plays, but. For me, like, one takeaway that I got was how are the Cardinals getting 25 on this defense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I I was a little surprised by that. Yeah, so I was a little surprised um, that, you know, the Cardinals were able to put 25 up. Uh, Kenny and Drake looked really good. Um, yeah, really good. A little too yeah. good as a David Johnson um, fantasy owner. Yeah, like, sorry about that, Mike, <laughs> for David Johnson. Yeah, it it, it it was a rough first round of the draft. But besides that, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. The 49ers, like, some good and bad with that game. Um, the offense definitely looked much improved. But the defense, uh, which I thought was going to be, like, like be able to hold this Cardinals team to maybe, like, under 20. Um, didn't look quite as impressive as we've seen in the weeks past. So we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Um, but, yeah, besides the 49ers, Cardinals, any other games that kind no, of uh, were interesting to you? No, not really. But I just kind of wanted to ask you, like, a big-picture NFL type of question um, before we kind of move into our picks. So, mm-hmm. I think, like, kind of looking at the playoff picture, um, you kind of asked me specifically about um, the Raiders' chances. But kind of looking at the picture right now as a whole, is there, like, a team that maybe you really like their chances in the AFC or the NFC that maybe some people aren't keeping their eye out on? You mentioned the Raiders, but is there anyone else that you kind of have your eye out on um, that might take a spot that um, a lot of people aren't talking about right now? Yeah, for me, I mean, we're we're out on the Chargers um, as well. But for me, someone who I might potentially uh, have on the radar, 
I mean, kind of a out of nowhere one, but Jacksonville, right? Nick Foles back. Could that, you know, could they get a little bit of a run going? Like, how good can they be with Foles as their quarterback? Um, I think that's something potentially to look at. But other ones, I mean, the Steelers as well. Like, they they are managing to go on, like, a nice three-game win streak, um, having one against the Chargers, Dolphins, and Colts. I, get, I, I think that's going to end against the Rams. But, um, yeah, not the hardest schedule coming up for the Steelers. So I think that they definitely have some potential um, to make some noise. Uh, what about you, Kev? Yeah, I was actually going to mention the Steelers in terms of, like, how favorable their their end-of-season schedule looks. Like, the only two really tough games that I see are the Rams and then at the Ravens to finish the year, and that might be for the division. Um, but they have some fairly easy games. Um, let me just read off their schedule to you. They have the Rams um, – this coming week, then they have at the Browns, at Bengals, Browns at home, then the Cardinals, then the Bills. Who I'm, I don't really buy the hype, even though they're six and two. Then the no, Jets, then the Jets, and then the Ravens. So, like, they could conceivably get to ten wins, um, and it wouldn't be that shocking. And I mean, I guess it would be shocking with especially the, you know, Big Ben going down after week one. I don't think people really kind of foresaw, like, them getting to 10 wins. But Mason Rudolph is back now, and I think they've kind of stabilized that situation and kind of understood what they need to do with um, without Big Ben and with Rudolph at quarterback. Yeah, and I mean – Mason Rudolph has not impressed me, to be honest. What are your thoughts there? No, he hasn't impressed me, but I think they're, they figured out ways to kind of work around that, and they're really heavily relying on their defense. Yeah, and I really do like, I mean, the Minka Fitzpatrick trade, like, that's that's definitely looked good for them. Um, and honestly, Tomlin is just, he's a great coach. I don't think he's ever had a uh, under 500 season, and uh, it looks like he won this year either. Um, because I do think, you know, the Browns, Bengals, Browns again, like three wins right there. I, I think the Browns are horrible. Um, and the Cardinals, that's that's going to be a tough game. But then I do think that they're able to pull it off against Bills and Jets. You go nine and seven uh, in this, um, you know, conference. And uh, I, I – I think that's a pretty compelling case for the wild card right there. Yeah, I think they're one of those teams that I really like. And then also, like, in the NFC, I'm curious to hear, like, your thoughts on maybe, um, like, how the playoff picture shakes out over there. I mean, I think Carolina's an interesting one, especially with Cam now officially out and what whether or not this Kyle Allen kid could could take it for them or if there's someone like it's pretty competitive competitive in the NFC where the Vikings and Vikings and the Seahawks are kind of the two teams that are sitting in the NFC wildcard spots but the Rams are still there I mentioned the Panthers and then the Eagles are a game a game and a half back. So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. But out of I guess like out of those uh teams, who would you pick in your wild card spots for the NFC? Yeah, I think the I mean, we talked about this a little bit last week, but um I don't think it's gonna come out of the NFC East. I, I kinda like the Vikings and um Damn. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy to think that the Rams might miss the playoffs. That's Um, insane, yeah. Yeah, but it's conceivable that a 10-win team from the NFC misses the playoffs this year. 
I don't know. So for me, I mean, the Seahawks upcoming schedule is absolutely brutal. Like, this is a ridiculously hard uh, <laughs> last few weeks. So they have the 49ers, Eagles, Vikings, Rams, Panthers, then Cardinals, and then 49ers again. That's, I mean, it's a tough it's, schedule to, like, it's a really tough schedule because they have five potential, or they have games against five, like, four teams, but five let me see, six games against um, teams that have playoff aspirations in the 49ers, the Eagles, the Vikings, the Rams, and the Panthers. So those five teams have are in the playoff mix, and it's going to really determine the playoff picture but with how Seattle does in those games. But Seattle's sitting at seven and two. So if they mm. win – three of those games, they're already at 10 wins. So they have to go, they have to go three and four to finish the year. So if they beat the Cardinals in that game, and it's not going to be a gimme at all, but they have to win two out of the four to get to 10 or two out of uh, the six um, against those teams that you listed um, to get to 10 wins. So it's, it's like conceivable that they get the, to two more wins after the Cardinals win. Yeah, I I I, I see that. So I like, think you're right in saying that the uh, honestly that the Seahawks will probably make one of those wild card spots, and then it'll be between the Vikings and the Rams. Yeah, I I really think it's going to be between the Vikings and the Rams. Um, it's it's interesting because the I think. I, I don't know who you like better, just like if you didn't really have to compare schedules, just like looking at the teams who you'd like better. Um, but I like, yeah, I like the Rams. Yeah. No, I, I like the Rams better too. It's just, I, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to really, I don't know. Yeah, I probably like the Rams better though. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be the toughest um, division, the NFC West. Oh, yeah, and the Cardinals aren't a bad team either. Like, I just think they're in a really tough division this year. Yep, I totally agree with that. Yeah, totally agree. So, Mike, why don't we move on to our picks for this week? Um, So, I'm keeping a running tally of all the picks that we differentiate on. And we're actually tied through three weeks, starting from week seven. We're actually at five and five, um, which is kind of funny to kind of see um, how even we've been in terms of our differentiated picks. So it's not like anyone's really taking the lead there. So Mike, we already missed the Thursday night game between the Chargers and the Raiders. Um, let's start off with the Sunday games starting at 1 o'clock. What other game to start off with other than the Giants versus the Jets? Meadowlands battle. Um, who do you have in this game? I have the Giants. <clears throat> The Jets are technically home, the home team here, but you have the Giants here. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to just go down with the ship. I'm taking the Jets here. Like, I think this is a little bit more about, like, pride of who gets – who who owns New York. And I think the Jets will be up for the game. Um, no. Even no. though even though – That's where you're wrong, Jeff. No, Even though they're I don't terrible, so. I'll go down with the ship and go with the Jets. All right, so I'm I'm a race starting. I want to know. <laughs> you probably are, but I just feel like I even Saquon Barkley's dad is going to be rooting for the Jets. How can you not? Uh, I mean, until uh, we get, yeah, I, I might be out on Adam Gase. I yeah, thought you might have. I mean, I thought he might have done something with, like, Sam Darnold um, after being, like, somewhat of a quarterback whisperer, but 
this it, it hasn't worked out. I think we need to cut ties. Yeah, did you see that uh, stat floating around in terms of, like, Adam Gaze's former quarterbacks and how good they've been? Like, Ryan Tannehill's been, like, pretty amazing for um, for the Titans in terms of completion percentage um, since he's come in uh, for Marcus Mariota. And Matt Moore's looked really good for uh, Kansas City in terms – so that kind of shatters the – quarterback whisper um label that Adam Gaze has gotten because Sam Darnold has looked pretty bad um under him in comparison to last year. Mm. Yeah, so. and yeah, I'll chalk it up a little bit to our line, but it's it's not the worst line in the NFL, so kind of surprising that we've been been better. Yeah, for sure. So let's move on. Falcons versus Saints. Who do you have here? I think this is fairly easy. The Falcons have not been – I feel like they've mailed it in since, like, three weeks ago. And Drew Brees is back for the Saints. So I got the Saints here. Yep, yep. It's an easy one. I have the Saints here as well. All right. So let's move on. Chiefs, Titans, Mike. Who do you have in this game? Yeah, Mahomes being back. I I think that this, uh, this Chiefs team – um, rolls against the Titans. I think the Titans are not bad, actually. They're pretty... I mean, they're average. They're the Titans. This is like a very typical Titan season. Um, but I like the Chiefs. Yeah, I like the Chiefs here, too. Um, I don't think they roll. It's an away game. I, I just think the Titans are, like, this team that's pretty average. Like, they're going to show up. But I think it's going to be closer than some people think. Maybe Mahomes has a little rust, but I think the Chiefs pull it out in the end. Mm. Like Ravens, Bengals, can we skip this game and just jot down Ravens? Like even yep. though Bengals are terrible. Yep. They're terrible. Yeah. And um Don't, you know, don't got bench on his birthday, so Yep, and then uh AJ Green. It, there's kind of some like he basically it seems like Green, he's kind of protecting his own interest in terms of like, oh, he's saying that he's not 100%, even though Zach Taylor, who's the head coach of the Bengals, said that he was going to play this week. It seems like Green's just like, why would I risk my body for an 0-8 team or an 0-9 team? You know what I mean? So, like, it just yeah, it seems – Yeah, it makes sense for him. Um to kind of take it easy. So I got the Ravens here as well. Like Bills, Browns, um, who do you have here? I mean, so Cleveland is home for this game, favored by three. That's kind of incredible. Um, I like the Bills here. It is kind of incredible that they're favored by three. I, it seems like that, that line's a little bit off. Um, that just means it, it – it just means that on a neutral field, uh, Vegas betters kind of think they're even odds um, and, like, even teams. So I I don't know if that's the case at all. It's just surprising to me that that line is where it's at, especially with how bad the Browns have looked. Um, I, I guess Vegas is kind of thinking that a lot of, a lot of people, including us, aren't really in on the Bills bandwagon, um, even though they're sitting at six and two. So Mike, you have the Bills here? Yep. I'm gonna actually go Browns here. Even like and it's kind of a weird thing. It's more just me not a hundred percent believing in the Bills. And I think the Bills will probably win this one. Um but I'm just gonna take the Browns just to I I'm kind of curious to see, like, does Mayfield and does, like, any of this happen, like, eventually get come together? Or is this just, like, one of those seasons where we're just like, Freddie Kitchens, why was he ever hired as the head coach? Um, and they're just not able to get it done. But I'm taking the Browns here. I And, like... I, it might be totally off base, but um, I don't 100% believe in the Bills. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't believe in the Bills either, but 
nothing from this Browns team is like promising. Talk about the coaching. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, I'm, I, I am surprised that this hasn't been blowing up more than it already has. Like, um, I know Baker's been having some scuffles with the media, but OBJ, I mean, when does he go off? Like, Landry, when does he go? Like, we'll have to see. Um, but I think things could turn even more south for the Browns. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, Cardinals, Bucks, Mike, in the next game. Who do you have here? Yeah, I, like, I mean, I feel like this has shootout potential. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if I had Godwin and Evans, I'd fire both of them up. Um, hmm. This is a tough game. Um, yeah, it's a tough. I mean, James, you never know what you're going to get. Like, you could literally get five touchdowns from him in this game. But I could also see a four-interception game from him as well. Like, he, he might be the most variable quarterback. Um, one of the most variable quarterbacks uh, in the NFL right now. Solely. Um, so, for me, I I like the Buccaneers. I I like the Buccaneers for this game. That's kind of funny. I'm going to take the Bucks as well. Um, I think this is just a pure case of them being at home, and like hopefully that hopefully we get good Jameis instead of like four interception Jameis. So I'm going with the Bucks here as well. There's not much logic to it other than just like they're at home, and I'm going to just take the home team. Um, when comparing two equally, I would say, bad teams, or basically on-par teams. Um, Mike, who do you have um, in this last 1 o'clock game between the Lions and the Bears? Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to get burned by these Bears anymore. Um, so I'm going to go with the Lions, actually. Going with the Lions here. I think that's a little surprising coming from you. Uh, the Bears this year have been pretty disappointing, um, sitting at three and five with their season over. Mitchell Trub- basically over. Mitchell Trubisky's looked not great this year. Um, and I think it's just been compounded with like who they took Trubisky over um, in that <laughs> draft. Um, at the quarterback position, it's just I think a lot of Bears fans are having a tough time wrapping their head around Trubisky not being that great. Um, and I'm going to also go with you and take the lines as well. Um, yep. Yeah, it's just it's just a tough game there. Um, and yeah, I feel I, bad. I feel bad for Bears fans because, like, I think this is what happens when you have a historically good defense and obviously from last year, and then you eventually like they regress to the mean. And this is kind of what's happened, where their defense isn't as good as last year, and this is the result of that. Yeah, I I don't trust Trubisky. I don't trust the kicker. Um, yeah, no, this Bears team is high high expectations coming into the season, especially with that defense. But we kind of see it a lot of times where, like, these defenses have these amazing years. Like, um, you know, the Jaguars had that one year. The Bears had last year, right? I could see a world where, like, the 49ers and Patriots defense next year is just like, it's good. It's like a top-10 defense, but a new defense just cycles in every year. Yeah, totally. And, I mean, I think 49ers have a, like, like, I just think if the Patriots' defense isn't as good, I don't know how much that shows. But if the 49ers' defense isn't as good, I think they're 4-4 and instead of 7-0. You know what I mean? Or 8-0. Right. So, I just think, there's kind of some of that potential next year for the 49ers. Um, Mike, going to the 4 o'clock game, Dolphins-Colts. Colts are at home. Dolphins coming off their first win. Any potential for them to pull it off, or who do you have here? I mean, 
I I think that there is some potential. Like they don't they have not looked that bad in their past two games, but um no Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, obviously Jacoby's back. I like the Colts. Even without Jacoby, I still like the Colts. Yeah, I like the Colts as well. I don't think yeah. there's much question to that either. Yeah, I, I just Williams. Yeah, sorry, Preston yeah. Williams. Yeah, yeah, Preston Williams out like this for the Dolphins. He's like really good. I mean, not really. he looks good for the Dolphins and um, Rel- in relative manner. Yeah, right. So, and Fitz uh, Magic look good too. So, um, but yeah, I, I think Fitz Magic is able to pull it out of the hat once or twice. A season, and um, you know he got the Dolphins their win. So, yeah, totally. Um, I don't think the Dolphins are really trying to win either. So I think they're trying to tank. Um, so I have the Colts here. Yep. All right. I saw their four twenty-five game. Like Panthers versus Packers had like playoff it, yeah. implications. Uh, one of the better games uh, this week. Who do you have here? Oof. I mean, I think Green the, Bay at home. I like I like Green Bay just because they're home. But if they were not home, I would have taken the Panthers. I I'm afraid of what Christian McCaffrey is going to do to this pretty soft Packers run defense. Um, I think he just goes off for one of those like you know 180 yard games or something, and like 50 yards receiving. Yeah, I I really hope so because he's on my fan in both of my fantasy teams. So I really hope that happens. Um, yeah, I think this one's a really tough one to read just because the Packers are at home. Um, and and I mean, a bounce-back game, yeah. Yeah, bounce-back game. Um, plus, like, I like the Kyle Allen thing is still really tough to read um, and, like, how he's going to perform, especially with how cold it's going to be, I think, in Green Bay. Um, so I'm going Green Bay as well. I I just kind of believe in Rodgers at home a little bit more, and I I believe that they're going to come back um, and bounce back from last week's uh, debacle of the offensive game. So I got the Packers as well in that game. Mike, Rams versus Steelers in the last 425 game, who do you have here? Yeah, I like the Rams. I mean, hmm. I, I like the Rams here. I, I just don't really quite see it with the Steelers. I think that they're an interesting team, probably because of the strength of their upcoming schedule. Um, but I like the Rams here. They're just too talented. Yeah, I think if the Rams lose this game, it's going to be really tough for them to make the playoffs. Um so I think they really need to have this game. I, I just think the Rams are just a better team in comparison to the Steelers. And this is one of those games I think, like, Jared Goff has to kind of prove that he's a decent quarterback or a good quarterback. Like, I, there's potential here that the Steelers' defense kind of ruffles his feathers a little bit. And... um I could potentially see that, but this I just don't know if the Steelers have uh, the offensive firepower to kind of take advantage of maybe a couple golf mistakes. But, like, I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think, um, just off of name value, looking at Rams versus Steelers, knowing that Rudolph is starting for the Steelers. But I will have to take the Rams here. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one of those games I could see Mike Tomlin just, like, pulling one out. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I could really see that happening. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Yeah. So, yeah. But I we'll have to see. Yeah. yeah. I won't be playing Juju this week. No, definitely not. I've already sat him on the bench. <laughs> Mike, Vikings versus Cowboys, the 8 o'clock game on Sunday Great night. game, yeah. Really good game. The the last two, Vikings versus Cowboys, and the Monday night game's like a really good, really good Monday night game. First good one in a while, I feel like. Um, mm. Who do you have, Vikings-Cowboys? Oof. This is a tough one. It, I think it's extremely tough. Um, 
I, I, I like the Vikings. I like the Vikings for this game. I'm actually going to take the Cowboys here. Um, and I think the only reason why, I I just really like the way, um, like, obviously they looked really good against the Giants. I, I thought Zeke got it going um, against them. And... I I was I guess I'm a little bit encouraged by how well they well they looked offensively and I thought Minnesota's defense showed a, a couple a little bit of I guess they 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 kind of showed some weakness in terms of the run game giving up that many yards to Damian Williams and I think the Cowboys offensive line is going to be able to control the point of attack a little bit better um, against that defensive line. I might be reading this completely wrong, but I kind of like the Cowboys here um, over the Vikings. No, and, and, and they've looked really good these past few weeks. Um, <laughs> minus that uh, amazing game against the Jets, but I, this is a tough game. Um I, I feel like this is like one of those games that's a coin flip. Um and it's gonna go a long way in terms of determining like the NFC playoff picture as well. Yep. I agree with that. So yeah, it's it's not like a must win game, I think, for like the Cowboys. Um but I do think that for the Vikings this is one of those games um where if they want to make the wild card they, they need a win. Or even win the division. Yeah, yeah, because they're only a game back of uh, Green Bay right now, so it's yep. possible that they have a shot there um, in the NFC North. So, Mike, I think this is a marquee game of the week, which I will definitely be tuning into on Monday mm-hmm. night. Seattle at San Francisco. Who do you have in this game, Michael? I just really like the 49ers here because they're at home. Um, Monday night, and you know that there is, they're going to be, it, it it's going to be quite um, an environment, I think. I think that a lot of these 49ers uh, fans haven't had much to get excited about for the past few years. They finally get a team like this. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think that the 49ers come prepared for the game at home here. And they yeah. should take it from the Seahawks. It would be really nice to get out to this game, I feel like, since you're already out there in SF, Mike, um, to watch this game. But um, I'm actually taking Seattle here. I knew you would. I knew you would. Yeah. So I just think I'm in love with Russell Wilson. I think he has my heart just because he's been been guiding my fantasy team um, along getting – the amount of points that he did for me last week was crucial um, to getting the win. And just the way that he, he's just this MVP candidate. Like, I just don't like, it doesn't really make sense from a team perspective. I think defensively San Francisco um, has the tools to stop them. I, it's just me betting on Russell Wilson over Jimmy G um, and the way that w- Russell's kind of looked this year um, has really impressed me. Um, so I am going to take Seattle here um, on the road. going to be a tough game. I'm curious to see if does Josh Gordon get some, uh, get some targets this game? Uh, how is he integrated into the offense? Um, and I guess defensively, like, what they're going to be able to do. It just seems like they're going to kind of, I think the formula is to really stack the box and stop the run um, and take your chances against Jimmy G um, and maybe double cover uh, the tight end over there in George Kittle, who might not even play, especially with uh, the the knee injury that he's been dealing with um, this past week. Yeah, and I feel like this is like exactly why they got – um, Emmanuel Sanders just give Jimmy G like another nice toy. Um, but yeah, if 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 the Forty Niners can't win it at home against the Seahawks here, um, I, I I wouldn't be too surprised. But 
Well, we'll have to see what type of game it ends up being because I really do think that this 49ers D is the best in the NFL, even over the Patriots defense. Um, in terms of pure talent, I, I just feel like with the Seahawks, how their offensive line has been kind of decimated by injuries, that this 49ers defense should make it really uncomfortable for Russell Wilson. So we'll see if uh, Russell Wilson could keep bolstering his uh, MVP resume. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's not inconceivable that the Seahawks can still win the division here because they still have two games left against the 49ers. So it's it's not conceivable that they they can win the division um, in the NFC West as well. So I like the Seahawks. Um, we differentiated in four games, Mike. I got the Jets over the Giants. You have the Giants. I have the Browns um, during um, <laughs> the Browns against the Bills. You have the Bills. I have the Cowboys against the Vikings. You have the Vikings. And then I have Seattle um, over San Francisco. And you like the 49ers. So I, I I don't feel great about some of the picks that I just made, especially the Jets and the Browns. Um, and staking my claim in that. So it has a potential, it has potential for me to go like 0 and 4 this week or like 4 0. Um, I, I don't feel great about two of those picks, but obviously the Jets have my heart still. I can't give up on them that easily, um, especially against the Giants. So hopefully the Jets are able to show what they have this week. Mike, who do you have, in terms of fantasy, let's do our fantasy uh, weekly update. How's it looking? Yeah, it was, it was an okay week. I went one and one again, but um, yeah, unfortunately just had a rough week with Aaron Rodgers not playing, uh, you know, not playing the best. So lost a close one last week. Um, I think I'll, I'm hoping to get it back this week, but not a great start with, uh, Darren Waller and Tyrell Williams kind of stinking it up a little bit for me. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Because I think that David Johnson's back, Marlon Max playing the Miami Dolphins, and Aaron Rodgers is going to have a shootout with Carolina. So we're all good here. Sounds good. Um, and I went to another this week. So I am feeling good. Um, I'm actually sitting in second in one of my leagues and then third in the other league. So it's it's looking pretty good for me um, as um, we kind of wind up to the playoffs um, for fantasy. Uh, the league that I'm in second in, I, I'm playing the uh, third place team this week. Um, yeah, I had a really tough time trying to, uh, determine who my flex was and I ended up rolling with Mike Williams against that Oakland defense, got three targets for 55 yards today. So wasn't like too happy about that, but I mean, my choices were between him, Juju, Jamal Williams, Devonta Freeman and Marvin Jones. Um, so it was really tough. I didn't really like some of the matchups. Um, that the other guys faced. So I rolled with Williams, hoping the matchup would help him out. Thankfully, he was able to get a 45-yard catch today to to be able to salvage something. Um, but the other the other team had Keenan Allen and Darren Waller, mm. who didn't have great games. So that was pretty encouraging for me um, there. Um, but yeah, ended up winning the pat in both of my leagues. Um, I'm feeling fairly confident um, as the stretch run going into the playoffs happens. Um, hopefully, I'm able. Um, Christian McCaffrey has been pretty amazing in both of my leagues. Just kind of, he's literally carrying both of my teams. Um, so <laughs> it's it's pretty awesome to kind of see that happen. Um, and be be vindicated and validated, especially with like usually, you know, top picks or top two picks 
never really vindicate or validate the draft spot. And McCaffrey's having pretty much an all-time good season this year, especially through you know, through the first eight, nine games of the year, he's had an unreal season just in terms of him being on pace um, to break Chris Johnson's record of 2,500 like combined yards rushing and passing uh, or rushing and receiving. And um, he has 13 touchdowns um, in comparison to what Johnson had of seven touchdowns um, back in back in the day when he broke the record. So I'm really happy with that McCaffrey pick. Um, and um, we kind of talked about Pittsburgh's um, playoff chances and their soft schedule. So I ended up picking up Pittsburgh's defense um, in one of my leagues. Um, so I'm hoping that ends up voting well for the playoff stretch run. Um, but yeah, hopefully – Hopefully they're able to keep it going. Mike, are there any other fantasy questions that you have or fantasy dilemmas that you're dealing with? I mean, for one league, I'm just trying to scrape into the playoffs. My my, my team is definitely not playoff-worthy unless Odell Beckham Jr. starts finally playing like a wide receiver one. But, um, yeah, I mean, the only question I have is DK Metcalf or Juju Smith-Schuster interesting because Juju I think will be the number one target um, but he just doesn't have a really favorable matchup and I don't know if I believe in Mason Rudolph as much I'd probably go DK Metcalf but that 49ers defense is pretty intimidating yeah I'm gonna go DK um, I'm only a little bit worried about what uh, Josh Gordon ends up doing it to his targets because I'm relatively similar type of wide receiver, big, fast, um, strong. So, well, yeah. And I think a little bit worrying there. Well, I just think Gordon, maybe long-term, it'll be a little bit of a worry, but I just think in the short term with him coming to a new team, like he's clearly the number three, number four option for them um, in the passing game. So I don't think you have anything to worry about, especially in the short term for this week. So Mike, Thanks again for coming back on to the podcast. Always good to talk football with you. All right. Great talking with you, Kev. Take care. I got a girl with a mind on love. The kind of love that is dangerous. It knocks me down, but I get back up. And I'm addicted, I can't get enough